We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. I never learned my lessons, so it's probably episode 47. That kind of rhymes. No, it's 48 now. It's 48, man. You got this. It's 48. I fail every time, but that voice that corrects me every single time is Austin. Maybe I do it on purpose. We will never know. How is it going, buddy? Well, it's. Uh, I hope I sound okay. We are in a different location because we are currently in a heat wave where I'm at here in the world on Vancouver Island, and uh, the car would have been way too hot, so I am on the back deck. Well, currently you're coming through crystal clear. Um, I am still in my new location from last night or last episode. That doesn't mean anything to anybody, but it seemed to work better. So we're sticking with it. Um, besides so you're being welcome, basically, what's that? Sorry, I said so. You're welcome, basically. Well, you know what? Um, besides you sitting, um, what else is new? Yeah. Um, honestly, not tons. We're. Uh... Uh, my schedule switched. Now I get three-day weekends, which is nice. So uh, tomorrow, I think we're going to go down to... You're going to get a kick out of this. It's called the Souk Potholes. And uh, now where you live and where I'm from, Saskatchewan, potholes are not exactly a levelable thing. No, nope, not uh, at all. It's basically... It's the name for a nice river that runs through. And... Uh, it's got a nice few waiting pools, and so we're going to check that out tomorrow. But other than that, not too much. How about yourself? Um, I was trying to think of some type of river and pothole joke. I mean, I guess don't bend a rim while you're checking out the pothole river thing. Um, yeah, you nailed it, buddy. Beautiful. We can end the episode right there. We might as well end it on a high note. Everyone, right. thanks for listening. Stay to, uh... stay <laughs> um, no, nothing much to report. Still be doing dodgeball. Um, that's been going well. It has wasn't as hot yesterday, so that was very nice. Um, it's been more windy here than heat. I think we're going to be getting the heat from BC there. This weekend, it sounds like it's coming this way. So good, you guys can deal with it. <laughs> as long as you send some of the rain that you normally get our way, I'll be happy with that. But Fair. Um, other than that, oh, I guess there's some huge Saskatchewan news. Um, if you live in Saskatchewan, listen to this, you probably already know this, but for all the outsiders, July 11th, mark it on your calendar, Saskatchewan, all restrictions are lifted. Um, No masks mandatory. Yes, there'll be some businesses that'll still decide to 
keep doing masks and all that deal. But interesting. I so would, when is that? Sorry, when is that going to affect? July eleventh. Hell yeah, man! And on on a sports note of that, so that also means that when it comes to August sixth, which is the first rider game, we'll get to that. But they're going to have full thirty three thousand plus stand or fans in the stands, um, and I will be one of them. Sitting, what the hell is it? Section one twenty nine, row three, seat three. I'm going to be that crazy Rough Rider fan that everyone hates. <laughs> um. Because no one's going to be holding me back, so it's going to be great. I cannot wait, but we'll get more to the schedule once we get there. Other than that, it's really good news. Alrighty, uh, it looks like we're back. Gotta love technology once in a while. We had a little uh, hiccup, but... I say we might as well just get right to it. I was saying some stuff about Saskatchewan opening up July 11th. We got that all the way. That's all good. And but we got some exciting, exciting NHL playoffs. So awesome. What do you say that we get right to it? Sounds good. But uh, what about those plugs, though? Right. Thank you. I was getting ahead of myself. Well, go ahead, Savior. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess I can get to that. Hey, so on Twitter, you should follow at Podstoned. Uh, that's the official podcast account. Let us know how you feel. Uh, let us know what we could tweak, what we can make better, what you like, what you dislike. Just let us know. Send us a gift. I don't care. Tell us something. Uh, also, at Fitzky Fitzgerald, that's me. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to take his plugs away from him too. Uh, you can reach Morgan at caption Morgan too. Uh, there you can find all of his tweets, which aren't very many, but he does like to tweet about video games too. So if you like video games, check that out and Instagram TSWGS pod. Um, I don't post their tons, but I'll try to post there a little bit more. And Austin did mention that I do quite like to play video games. Um, I like I mentioned last episode, I started doing Twitch. So if you go twitch.tv, however it works, you guys know how Twitch works. Um, find me, Caption Morgan 2, on there as well. The title of the stream is called Random. Uh, lately, I've been streaming Crash Bandicoot 4. So, oh yeah. Every, well, I can declare this right now every second that i spend on crash bandicoot 4 i decided what the hell i will stream it so that's well strong with me so all right but something that i apparently was very excited to get to because i was even skipping our own plugs is <laughs> the playoffs um I mean, I might as well hand it off to Austin right off the bat so he can tell me what he thinks about the first few games of the semifinals. 
Yeah. Well, it's been, it's been a couple of really good series. Um, Montreal going up to one and then losing in overtime, but they could have won in overtime just as easy. It's uh that's a close series and I'm loving it. Um, so we're, it's going to go at least six games, which is great. Love good hockey. And, uh, same with the Islanders and, uh, Tampa. Although Tampa is thumping them tonight. I'm not sure the exact score, but last time I checked, I think it was four to one. Um, Oh, it's changed since the last time I looked. Cause I was going to say the last time I looked was four, nothing to the end of the second. Oh, there, so. No, it wasn't four, one. Sorry. It's six, nothing. And one minute oh. left in the second. Wow, it was four nothing with five minutes left in the second when I looked last. Yeah, well, it's six nothing with a minute left. So, okay, what? Yeah, so that one's going rough for Chan- for uh, the Islanders. It uh, looks like Tampa is probably going to make their way to a, their second consecutive Stanley Cup appearance. And um, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, it's uh, my little input input on like i basically agree with everything that you said why wouldn't i hear the insider but um yeah i'm very i'm i'm very intrigued by how carrie price like if montreal like carrie price holds montreal's um future in their hands basically yeah oh 100 percent I was actually talking, well, oh, we should say this. Um, today's Monday, but happy Father's Day for late Father's Day there. Um, all, your, all your dads out there. I'm not a dad yet, neither are you, but hey, you know, maybe you never know. No, but I was hanging out with my, visiting with my dad yesterday. Um, had a nice little visit and we were actually talking hockey and I kind of asked him if he thought if Montreal hypothetically wins the cup, if someone like Carey Price, if you, if I was going to ask you, if you thought he might retire, like he's getting up there in age. Um, he doesn't have very many chances left. This might be one of the last. Um, I don't think he'll retire. Uh, if he wins, I think he might take a little bit of a lesser role. But even then, I think they're probably going to ride him out as long as he's because he's been playing incredibly well. You don't happen to know his age off by hand, do you? Uh, I believe he's thirty-four or thirty-five. Oh yeah, that's not terribly. It's not so super about- old. They could probably definitely get a couple more years out of him, and I know he's got a few more years left on that contract. Yeah, that's also. I also wasn't sure how many more years he had on his contract either. So, but there's quite a few players that, well, not a lot of them, but like Corey Perry. Um, there's a few players that might be, this might be one of their last chance to try and win a cup here. Yeah, so. it's, uh, it's true. So, Oh, Carrie price is 33 years old. Oh, all right then. Well, and he's got uh, like four years left on his deal. Okay, so I mean, he probably won't retire, but this still might be one of his last chances because I didn't think Montreal was going to have this chance. So, 
I don't think a lot of people did, especially when Toronto was th- up three to one over them. But I know here in Saskatoon, I've been seeing a lot of Montreal flags flying. A lot of them. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, we don't like Montreal, but they're still in the same country. Yeah, and there's this one radio host that's like, oh, there's a guy from Saskatoon playing Vegas, so he's cheering for him. I was like, why why even bother? No, that's not how it works. Yeah, because you're saying what? It's been, what, 18 years or something since... The cup came north of the border? Oh, more than that. Or was it since they got the finals or something? I don't know. I heard 18 for something. Uh, Canadian team hasn't won it since 93. Oh, all right. So it's been a while. <laughs> so it's like 27, 28 years. Yeah. So, but... That's enough, I think. I don't really have more to say about the uh, recap. Um, we rambled a little bit, but that's all right. We're very excited for um, these playoffs, and they're shaping up to be exactly what I thought kind of were because I thought they were going to go seven games, at least for the Montreal-Vegas thing. So, Right. But... Something else that's just as exciting, at least for me, I'm not going to speak for Austin, is awards. Um, they love start, the NHL awards. They started handing out some of them on June 14th. So I yeah. believe that was Monday, last Monday. Um, so we're not going to go through every single award. A couple of them might surprise you guys, if you listen from day one, because we love numbers, so I pick lots of offensive awards. Shocking. Um, there's going to be a few names that they will surprise you. Kidding. They won't. Um, <laughs> so might as well just get right to it. Uh, Austin Matthews um, won the Rocket Richard Trophy with 41 goals. Uh Makes sense. Um, I'll just go one at a time. If you want to say any piece to it, then just stop me and say what you want to say. Um, Connor McDavid won the Art Ross with 105 points. He was more than 21 points than the person that got second. Um, that's a whole entire player. For like you know your third and fourth line players. Oh yeah, hundred percent it is. He's he's another player better than the best. Like it's it's wild. I call him the cheat code for a reason. Um, hundred percent. Then there is the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. I thought I'd toss this one in there because it's not points or anything, but it, has to do with leadership on and off the ice and um that can be just as important in my mind as getting the goals um the winner of that is actually Pekka Rene um 
I don't really have much to say. It kind of surprised me when I saw his name popped up for that. He seemed a lot quieter in my mind, but that's just me. I'm yeah, not everyone, everyone does it in different ways, I think, right? So yeah. some, of the, some guys are quieter about what they do, and it's nice to see that he's recognized for his, uh, his contributions. Um, there's a name that I should have sent to you, but it's the Jack Adams Award. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. NHL head coach. Sounds like you have it, Austin. Finish off. I got it, buddy. Well, okay. So the finalists for the Jack Adams were Joel Quenville out of Florida. And fair enough, Florida had a good season. Uh, Another one, Dean Evason from Minnesota Wild. Minnesota Wild had a great season. Uh, However, the Jack Adams Award goes to Rod Brindamore. And he is a coach that I would love to have on my team. He seems like a guy that gets everyone to buy in. And uh, I think it's a well-deserved win. Yeah, and I don't know if you mentioned or not, but he was the coach for Carolina Hurricanes as well. Um, which they had a they had a great season. So it says right there, congrats to him. Um, Ted Lindsay Award. This has not been picked yet, but I decided to put it on in here just to. Alrighty, we are back again. Um, Technology is not our friend, but whatever, we're going with it. So, I think the last I was talking about was the Ted Lindsay Award. Yes. Most valuable to their team. Um, this has not been picked yet. This, um, But I was very curious of what your opinion is. So, the players in running is... Sidney Crosby, um, Austin Matthews, and Connor McDavid. So I'm just going to pass it straight off to you. Um, What do you think about those three players, and who would you pick? Well, so if I remember correctly, Ted Lindsay is uh, best player as voted on by the players. I believe so, yes. Um, I, out of those three, I do believe it's going to be Connor McDavid. Um, I will say Crosby had a pretty solid season. Nothing wrong with his season at all. Uh, Matthews, 41 goals, absolutely stellar in 56 games. It's ridiculous. But McDavid putting up over a hundred points in a 56 game season is just out of this world. And I think the other players in the league feel the same. So I think he'll get the Lindsay this year. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, basically for the same reasons without McDavid, <clears throat> excuse me, without McDavid, um, Oilers wouldn't have even had a hope in hell of making the playoffs. So I don't think so. No. Because, like we mentioned earlier, he has 21 points ahead of the player in second. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, so, I I wouldn't be surprised if he walks away with at least two awards this year. Um, 
and that's all we got on awards and I'm also very excited to hear Austin's opinion about this whole Jack Eichel rumor. Uh, so basically what's going on is it more or less sounds like he's going to be moved. Um, it's kind of sound like it might be moved. He might be moved somewhere to the West, which as a Flames fan, I know he, he wasn't, Calgary wasn't, isn't on this list. However, um, there's still a chance. <laughs> um, so I just thought I'd put out this list and then again, see what Austin thinks. So we got New York Rangers, LA Kings, Minnesota Wild, and Anaheim Ducks. And before Austin goes, I do want to say that uh, Elliot Friedman does think that Anaheim Ducks is a strong possibility. Um, another name that also has been passed around, also for Buffalo, is Sam Reinhardt. So could we possibly see a huge blockbuster package deal or maybe like a three-team deal? Something that we've been seeing more recently. Um, maybe there's a team that Austin wants to add into this list. Let's find out. <laughs> um, yeah. So honestly, I I I do like the idea of what you're saying with three way trade, especially with the cap not going up. Uh, three way trades can be a good way for teams to retain and take a pick here and there and make things work contract wise and uh, salary cap wise. So I could definitely see that happening. I don't think they're going to be a part of the same trade. I think to maximize what they get back, they need to do separate trades, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be the better thing to do. I don't know what they do, though. But, uh, yeah, uh, Elliot Friedman's usually pretty on on point. So uh, Anaheim can make a lot of sense, I guess. Um, I could definitely see him going L.A., um, I don't see him going anywhere in Canada, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't see that either. That's just kind of like a pipe dream. Yeah. But you don't have to give up quite a bit to get a, him as well. So I don't know, as a Flames fan, fan, if I'd be willing to do that. <laughs> Honestly, for what it's going to take to get either of them, I'd rather probably get Reinhardt than Eichel. Yeah, do you possibly see like a package deal happening? Anything like that? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's possible. Um, I also I do like the idea of the Rangers. I think they're on the right way with the rebuild, and I think Eichel adds a lot. I just don't know what they have to give up to get him. Um, and like we've said, we were talking about this a little bit off air, and you kind of mentioned to me like you can't forget about Seattle either. It's true. It's true. Um. Like they they have all the salary cap space in the world, exactly. So and they they just announced their color commentator and their other commentators. So I can't yeah, remember they, the names right now, but uh, JT Brown and something Forsland, I believe. Yeah, so you know they're starting to think about it. So 
it's in it, it's in their head. So who knows? They they could uh, swipe up Jack Eichel. So you never know. You never know. Um, that's all I have on that. And this one will be probably pretty short and sweet. But I just saw throughout there. Um, both well, both the Montreal head coach and Vegas GM uh, Kelly McCrimmon. McCrimmon, thank you. Tested positive for COVID. Um, I basically the main reason why I decided to put this on here is it kind of caught me off guard because we've heard nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. It's nothing. been pretty quiet. Um, in the COVID front, and this has been great. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I'm going to say thank God, but like, I'm, sh- I'm assuming both of them are fine. They're just doing self quarantine, that type of stuff. But yeah, thankfully, it wasn't a player. Um, that would be a lot more hurtful to either team. Um, especially the GM at this point, if Vegas needs the GM, then he's best. He's basically just a spectator at this point. So yeah, for sure. Was healthy. So yeah. Anything you want to add onto this front or do you want to move on to the, some, I think it's CFL news is what's next. Let's move on to CFL. DFL news. We love right. to see it. So, last episode, we talked about how there will be a 2021 CFL 14-game schedule starting on August 5th, going till December 12th. Um, and However... We weren't lucky enough to talk about the schedule coming out on the day after recording because, of course, that's how it happened. So, but we get to use up time and we get to talk about it now. So it's kind of win-win. So um, there's an article written up by Don Laundry. Laundry? I don't know how you say it. Laundry. Um, he kind of had his own five takeaways from the schedule. So I kind of copied some of those, put some of my own. Maybe Austin will have some input on some of the stuff. I'm sure he will because he likes rivalries and he's not a CFL insider, so to speak, but I'm pretty sure he enjoys the game. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. So, um, right off the bat, um, we got a little side note. Hamilton will be the only team to not play home in August. So, that's, I think, kind of a giveaway of what's going on, where. As far as COVID goes, um, something else that's interesting is not as many 
home versus home matchup. So what that means is, for example, you don't have as many Argos don't host Saskatchewan or Calgary ever. Um, Calgary won't play home against the Red Blacks or Hamilton ever. Um, something else that stands out, though. The, Interesting. Yeah, this. I mean, they. It's a fourteen-game season versus the regular eighteen and plus the playoffs, so they have to make some cuts somewhere. Um. And then you got, which is kind of interesting how they decided where to make the cuts and how to make the cuts um, and where to put the extra games because they still cut some games, but they still made some extra games, if that kind of makes sense. It will once I explain myself. (laughs) Um, So you got right off the bat, Week one, I believe possibly even game one, you got the Argos versus the Stamps. So that's very, very interesting because they basically just swap players in the last year and a half here. So that's that be interesting. <laughs> yeah, lots of them quarterbacks. Like, for example, they have Calgary's backup quarterback, who is the backup to Bo Levi. So if if Nick Arbuckle, if he starts going against his this you know Bo Levi in Calgary, that, that's rivalry written all over it, and I love it. Oh um, yeah, and I'm not even a fan of either of those teams. I actually despise well, I despise Calgary if I'm being honest when it comes to the stats. Um, <laughs> something I'm very excited for is Saskatchewan and Calgary meet three times in a four-week period. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, intense. To keep up that theme, however, Argos and the Ticats play against four times in total in a 14-game season. Damn. So, I love rivalries, and some people's heads might literally be taken off. (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely getting our rivalries, that's for sure. Sorry, I just need a very desperate drink, and this wasn't part of the... uh, Article, article, however, but as a Ryder fan, I had to toss this in there. Saskatchewan plays four straight home games. They have the first three weeks are home. They have a bye, and then it's the Labor Day. So I okay. get to enjoy some nice hot, I'm guessing hot weather. Worst case scenario, maybe some rain. Maybe I get to see some thunderstorms. I've been to a Ryder game with hail and stuff. It's been fun. I've literally had security pull me away from the stands because I refuse to leave the stands, even in a thunderstorm. 
We also froze our asses off in one, too. There's yeah. not a lot that's going to stop you from watching the Riders. No, sir. And I got season tickets, and I got nothing holding back. I got a <laughs> cat here at home. He doesn't complain to shit, so. That's fair, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. Is it August yet? That's what I got to say. Not um, quite. Not quite. But not that far away. Uh, before I move on, do you have anything you want to add or say about the schedule? Man, that's all I got. Beautiful. I love it. Um, you damn right. Even though we have a schedule, we have all that voting, all that's been passed. There's still a few hurdles to be hurdled i guess that's what you do with the over them. <laughs> to jump over them um thank you buddy <laughs> <to overcome. laughs> um and that's the well basically what's going on right now is the public health agency of canada is still looking over the cfl return to play that sounds scary we've been down this road before but it's not as scary as it sounds. And that um, basically the head doctor has came out and said that things are looking very good. Um, We're moving, like everything's moving in the right direction. They do understand time. We're on a time crunch here. Uh, So basically one of the big things that they're asking for, which was passed in the NHL, was back when the trade trade deadline happened, NHL asked for a shorter quarantine period. So the CFL is kind of asking the same thing so they can start bringing over their players from the States and their one global player um, and start quarantine. And don't have to wait as long, which would be awesome. Um, like I said, that was passed in the NHL, so I'd be very surprised if they don't pass it now for whatever reason. Um, so long story short, it sounds like things are still moving forward. Things are still on track. We're still go. Stuff is going to happen regardless. They're going to figure it out. Um, one little quick thing in the CFL, then we'll move on. I just kind of want to get Austin's opinion because this has been kind of jumping all over my Twitter feed. Um, Calgary came out with their new retro jersey. Um, and so even, even as a Ryder fan, I still kind of dig it. Um, basically, a little bit about this jersey is that it's based off of their 1948 to their 52 jersey that they had in that time frame. That's also when they won, won their first Grey Cup in 48. Um, they're kind of celebrating 75 years of football. So, yeah. Yeah, so like I already said, 
I kind of love it. I like that the deep deepness of the red. I'm a huge sucker for the color of red. Um, awesome. Did you check out the jersey? And if so, what did you think? Yeah, I did check it out. I I dig it. I love the look. Um, I like the lines on the top. Like you said, I love the bold color. Uh, and like you said earlier, I'm not a big fan of Calgary, but those are some pretty sharp jerseys. So, uh, there. yeah. Awesome. Well, that's all I got for CFL. That's all Austin has for the NHL. We just got two more sports going on here. And the next one, right out of the park, we got baseball. So, um, I was looking, and I'm not going to lie, I was struggling a little bit trying to find something that really caught my eye. And something that um, me and Austin enjoy talking about. And that's one of those things I did manage to find was, um, you know, young players finally getting opportunities, especially when they're supposed to be the number one prospect in the minor league. (laughs) I'm talking about Wander Franco. Um, Before I say much about him or say what the plan is, his stats, we love stats. He's a .332 hitter with 145 RBIs in three seasons in the minor leagues. He did play seven games this year in the spring training. Um, he went five for 17 with one home run. Like I said, that was in seven spring training games. It, I think the, those stats alone, I'm not a baseball expert. I say give him a chance. And that is exactly what the Rays are doing. Uh, he, I didn't say this yet, but he's 20 years old. They plan on playing the 20-year-old. Happens to be tomorrow, this Tuesday. Um, it Basically, all I have to say about this is anytime any player gets called up um, in any sport, it's Always a huge deal. Um, And even though, yes, he did have great numbers in the minor league, that doesn't always mean everything. Um, So I'm kind of curious to see how he does. The Rays were one of the top teams for a while. They've had a little bit of a skid here. But, Austin, what do you think about this 20-year-old, basically a kid? Being, this young whippersnapper? This young whippersnapper being called Coming up to in here, Taking all the veterans' jobs. No, uh, I think it's exciting. And uh, 
obviously he's he's proved that he can play. So uh, we'll see. Like you said, we'll see if it translates to the the big leagues. Yeah, like he he had a little bit of success when he was up here for the spring training, um, but I think it's partially because the Rays are starting to get a little bit desperate because, like I mentioned, they were doing very well and they're on a six-game, you know, skid here. So, figure they probably figure what the hell it won't hurt nothing. What's the worst that happens? They lose another game. Then they right. move on with their lives. So it's part of sports. They feel like he's ready. He's been there for three seasons. So right. like we say all the time, I'm glad I don't have to say this about CFL anymore, but time will tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's our famous words. Um, yeah. yeah, that's all I got for baseball. And then moving right along to it happens to be another sport. It's called basketball. <laughs> it happens to be another sport. That was the best transition we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you, you heard of baseball. Check it out. There's other sports. It's, there's one that's also used with the ball called basketball. And it's the NBA. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that sport where you throw the ball into them hoops and whatnot. And sometimes when you throw those balls into them hoops, you end up losing the game that you're trying to win. And the 76ers did so in game seven. Why am I talking like an old announcer? I do not know. All right. So, the guy I'm talking, I'm going to back up a little bit here. So, I get it that announcers or media people, they like to get the hot story. They like to get right in there, do their interviews as quickly as they can. But sometimes... When you do that after a very emotional loss, you get a certain player, especially a star player, saying some things like, I might guess if I was a betting man that lots of the times they probably regret saying such things. Um, some things go without saying. Um, players complain about uh, the officials, referees, all that stuff all the time. Yeah. Every loss in the history, the losing team, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter oh, the yeah. sport. It doesn't matter if you're throwing darts. It doesn't matter if you're playing poker. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're um, curling. There's going to be an argument. Yeah. And you guys know we're the curling podcast of – Curling. We are the number one Canadian curling stone podcast. <laughs> For at least 30 minutes, tw- quite some time ago. Anyways, yeah. um, where was that? But like I mentioned, sometimes you get players that say things that they regret. 
or might regret. I can't speak for him. And that person I'm talking about is Joel Eb- Embiid. Embiid. Thank you. Um, Joel, he said some things and it seemed like it was going well. Like I said, he mentioned the officials. What do you do? Maybe he'll get fined if it's anything like the NHL because apparently in the NHL you can't have an opinion without getting fined. That's a whole different rant. That's a whole other story. Um, That's all fine and dandy. But where my personal opinion, where I think he might have slipped up just a little bit, is when he started calling out his own teammate. Um, Sure, it's one thing to do it behind closed doors in the dressing room where like, yo, why the fuck did you make that pass when you had a clear dunk, no one around you, and that pass did not end up very well. He complete he completed the pass, the player got fouled, missed one of his foul, you know, if he made that dunk the 76ers would have been winning all that good stuff. So that who knows in a playoff game, game seven, just being ahead by one point can mean a huge difference in momentum. It's true. Um, So sure. He did put some blame on himself and he didn't have the greatest series However, he was playing with a torn meniscus. Oh, meniscus! Meniscus in his knee. Oh, that's fucking rough. Especially as a basketball player, those guys are a billion feet tall. Yeah, yeah, and their knees are already under so much stress. So he, yes, he struggled a little bit. Probably more than a little bit compared to what he's used to doing, but don't call out your teammates, dude. Not in front of the media. Not especially. He didn't just say his teammates. He specified that one player. I believe his name was uh, Clay something. I forgot his right. I forgot to write down his name, but regardless, uh, it's not cool. It's not cool to call out an individual teammate. Oh, sorry, his the guy was Ben Simmons. Um, ben Simmons, okay. Well, whoever it is, it's not cool. But yeah. It, so do that behind closed doors. Um, Austin's been kind of saying a little bit here and there, but do you have anything else to add on? The whole shebang, him talk about the rest, himself and his teammates. Yeah, I I mean, like you said, everyone calls out the refs sometimes. It's it is what it is. But uh, I agree with you. It's if you're gonna call out a teammate, do it behind do it in the locker room. That's where you deal with that shit. That's not uh it's not for the press, that's for the uh, private. So I don't know. I think he could have handled that better. Yeah, and I know I mentioned earlier that, you know, 
it might be better to not be going right into their faces with cameras and stuff right after big loss and their adrenaline still pumping and all that stuff. At least let them shower. <laughs> right. Um, cool off a bit. But I get it. You're the media. That's your job. You're trying to get the big story. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, you're getting lots of pressure from your boss. And they're getting pressure from their boss. I get it. But that's all I have in the sports. I don't know if Austin has anything at all he wants to add. It's an open book. I don't know. Maybe as an update on the score. It doesn't really matter. Tampa Bay probably is winning. Um, Tampa is winning seven to nothing halfway through the third. Okay. Well, that's what we got for everyone. So I got my quick little stoner statement. Um, well, I might as well say it. Tampa Bay is winning seven nothing. I love the playoffs. Um, CFL is it August yet? Where are we at? MLB. Go young stud. Um, and NBA <laughs> basketball. It's also a sport. It's everyone also a sport. There, everyone out there, stay stoned and stay safe. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I don't know. There was weird technical difficulties. Yeah, it got disconnected a couple times, and we were even talking. It was going to be a shorter one before anyway. So you said that, Cubby? <laughs> <laughs>